Hi, my name is Sean Shaler. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. Today we're going to talk to you about Azula in the Spirit Temple, which is the latest uh, the latest Azula comic. Chris, correct me on whatever part of that. I said that is almost certainly incorrect. And, and the latest Avatar comic. <laughs> latest Avatar comic in general. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> do they do those monthly, Chris? Is that a monthly release? No, not at all. Not even. They do these like twice a year, whenever maybe. they feel like it. Okay, cool, cool. Well, you, I will. I look forward to you educating me more in the ways of Avatar comics. But before we do that, Chris, how are you? What have you been up to? I am fine. Up to my same old same old. You said Nothing that more. more. I have to interpret your tone because you say the same thing every week. So I got to interpret your tone differently each week. You said that more like firm. You're like, like you're telling yourself, you're, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I mean, there's no need for me to like try and boost myself up for any reason. Like, I'm not being sarcastic. Everything's fine. No, sure. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's good. How's everything with you, Sean? Good. Chris, the hot tub saga over here continues. Uh, we had it up and it was doing great, but we, I, I, I don't know why. I just like Googled. I was like, Hey, how do you keep a hot tub clean? And it was like bromine or chlorine tablets. And I was like, well, chlorine smells gross. So I'm going to try bromine. Um, and then in the course of all this, I learned two things. And one, it's that you don't hear about people using bromine as much because it doesn't work. <laughs> Probably. That little tablet just sat in the cleaner thing like it looked untouched for days. And part of that is just because there's not a lot of like water agitation hitting it, right? It's not like there's a whole good circulation of water happening. Uh, it's pretty slow. So I'll blame that. Um, but it doesn't work. And also in the course of Googling, I learned that the only reason that chlorine smells like chlorine is it doesn't smell, it doesn't have that much of a smell until it gets peed in. And it is, right, so when you're smelling chlorine, you're only smelling it because people peed in it. Uh, something to do with the sugars in your pee or something weird like that. I watched a whole YouTube video on it. Kind of ruins women. You could have left, left that to yourself, Sean. No, I got to share this with the world. If you smell chlorine by a pool, just go, go somewhere else. Go do, listen, kids, we're going to the park now, not the pool. Um... Oh, wait, this is my pool. I guess it's the kids' pool now. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's refilled. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but did you find out, like, oh, chlorine smelling now? It was it was a really engaging Oops. thumbnail. Uh, and it was because I was Googling, like, hey, the, like, bromine doesn't work. Use chlorine and spa or something like that. And it just had a really engaging thumbnail. And also, uh, you know, I had tons of views. And I watched it. This is clearly, like, a, a professional YouTuber. Uh, and it just—it was just that engaging of a video and a title. Like he just hooked me. I was like, "Oh, I gotta know." And then he gets to the end and he like proves it with his experiments. I was like, "Hmm, I may never swim again, ever, even if there's a fire." Um, yeah, the power of—I can't hear you all of a sudden. Did you change something? Did I change something? No, you're fine, Sean. Are you I was telling, talking to my son. You telling your son to, to stop go peeing in pools? Oh, <laughs> if you pee in this pool, even though, even, even though I just told him, "Hey, I'm about to record a podcast. Don't come down there." Although to his defense, he did not come down here. He just yelled from upstairs. Just, so, gotta be literal with them kids. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's the the hot tub's filling back up. I uh, hope you get yours up soon because we have enjoyed it. Other than not necessarily, well, the, the longer the thing is, I was about to. And then I, I can't find where this output is to the breaker for the hot tub. Like, I don't I don't know where this is at. And I looked underneath my deck. Problematic. There's yeah. some type of electrical stuff. So I don't know. But I'll eventually figure it out. It might be next spring. Not next spring. Like, next March. Early March. Late February. Well, if Not I... Not sure. If I figure out a cleaning routine that works, I will pass it on to you so you don't have to make the same mistakes or watch the same YouTube videos that I made. Uh, that's our whole week. Just just hot tub stuff. No, uh, Chris, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this comic. 
Yes, this comic here that I did not get for free. Great you know, I should have reached out. So I should start reaching out to them to get free stuff. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, because comics are nice. And also, I could, could then because I always buy it anyway. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, this came out this Great. week. Avatar: Last Airbender, Azula in the Spirit Temple, and we're gonna review it. We're gonna do a spoiler-free review. I feel like I'm stealing some of your thunder, because you're probably going over this. No, you're doing great. Knock it out. Okay. We're first going to do a spoiler-free review, and then we'll kind of dive in, do a little bit of a recap and a spoiler review of it. Um, I don't know when exactly. I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll make everything alert, alert. Yeah. But honestly, you'll probably be fine. You, you know what? <laughs> Based on... Yeah, I, I can't even say anymore at that point. Yeah, we'll put it in, uh, we'll put the little, what do you call it, chapters? That isn't right. Timestamps. We'll put timestamps. Yes. And then we'll holler at you to stop if you if you care like a whole lot about that. But um, yeah, I think you be, will be fine either way if you happen <laughs> to miss those. But that is just my opinion. That might be giving something away. True. Yeah. Chris. All right. Oh, no, Sean. You go first. I like when you go first for some reason. Awesome. Uh, what did you think of so far? You know, high level. It will anyway. What did you think of this comic? So coming from a place of very little context, I don't read these comics. I think I've only ever read one other uh, mm-hmm. one other Avatar comic, which and, and it's fine. I'm just not a just not a big reader. So coming from a place of very little context, I would say the start. The, the the start of the it took me a minute to like get my head in the right place like into the context mm, of where I was yeah, in the Avatar yeah. universe it took me a hot minute to put all the pieces together like oh dang I forgot about you know um and so it had an engaging hook right out of the gate but I don't know if that was just me kind of uh kind of like seeing things fresh for the first time or if it wouldn't feel that way to other people but it got me right out of the gate um and I will say that there. The, the middle portions, the meat of it, I found a little bit do-nothing-y, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you're expecting... We talk about all the time, so maybe there's biases. Like, at some point, we're expecting this kind of Azula redemption story. Um, and as you're reading through this, you kind of get the scope of, like, a ghost of... What do you call it? Christmas Carol, like, ghost of Christmas past, present, future thing kind of going on. Like, oh, maybe this is the start of her redemption journey. Uh, but in the middle... In the meat of the story, I did just I found it just a little bit do do nothing. Like at the end of the day, not a whole lot changed. Things <laughs> happened, but it didn't didn't affect an outcome to me. So uh, I'm gonna say it started off good. Um, I I thought I liked where it was gonna go, but then it's like it never got there. Uh, but overall, it, it kept me hooked from beginning to end. In terms of like, I did enjoy the entire experience. It was a crisp experience. I'm gonna say 20 minutes, give or take. Uh, so a nice crisp experience. It just it never it never turned a corner. Never never hit a payoff for me. That is correct. I agree with <laughs> that's what you said. Um, so let me preface this by saying when they announced this comic book, people were like, "Oh man, Azula might get a redemption art." I was like, "What are you guys talking about?" These comics have been nothing like that. They've been kind of one-off things. If she does hum- somehow get like more redemption art, then it'll be bad writing because it would happen so quick within these this small little chapter. And so my expectations for this were never high. It was just like, all right, I'll, I'll read it when it comes out. Because I didn't like the, the three previous ones. I didn't like the Toph's Metal Banding Academy the Katara Pirate Silver or whatever it was, and the alone. Like, none of them... I didn't think even rationally good. I just thought they were just, like, very, very filler episodes and bad filler at that. Like, just whatever filler episodes. Um, so, with all that being said, though, probably because I my expectations were where they needed to be at, I like this comic book. It did exactly what I thought it was going to do. And I didn't think it would do any more. 
I wasn't expecting Azula to get a huge redemption arc or anything really towards that. What this comic does do is that it puts Amira up to Azula and says, like, hey, here's everything about you. Um, something you know, along those lines. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed some deeper looking inside yourself type of stuff. Um, which is, you know, it can be the first step in, in a way to an arc, but to re- some type of redemption, or at least a... I don't think Azul will ever have a redemption arc. She may have a... a... what's a better word for come to Jesus moment? Uh, <laughs> or a, realiza- a realization. That's, what, that's always what it was in my house. Or if my yeah. grandma was mad at you, she's like, I'm going to send you to Jesus um, if you want to go. <laughs> I think Azula's arc wouldn't... I don't think Azula's arc would be a redemption arc, but a realization arc, and this is a one step in that direction. Uh, I love the art. Well, I always love the art from... Uh, the artist's name is... Oh, this is a different artist? I don't think it is. Peter Wortman. And the colors are by Adele Matera. Did they do a lot of together? They must have done smoke and shine. They must have done all these together because all of this is No, it's different. Hmm. That's interesting. This person matches the art of um I can't pronounce the old artist who was doing the comics. It's like I'm gonna try to. Uh Gurihiru. The inability Uri-hiru. to pronounce words has never stopped us uh, on this podcast from trying to pronounce yeah. it anyway. And and I've always loved uh, their art because it's a really good translation of the of the show. Um, and this one is a really good imitation of that. Like I thought it was the same artist. Like I guess I guess now that I see it, I see a little bit of differences, but it's a pretty close translation to that previous nice ones. Uh, but it's one panel that I really like that we'll talk about later. Um, just kind of shows Azula's abilities. And, uh, yeah. But long story short, I liked the comic book because I knew I wasn't going to get out of it what a lot of people wanted to get out of it. I, I'm a little surprised that you liked it, but what, what you're saying makes sense, but I'm a little surprised you liked it. But I will say, uh, I get... As you mentioned, artwork was great. The cover is awesome. I love the cover. It's a great looking cover. Yeah. Like, I love this character design of Azula. Like, to me, it says a lot. Because, like, sure, she has a royal family type of garb and stuff. But behind that is a cloak that's just tattered and and battered and mattered uh, (laughs) all over. Well, in... So that kind of says to her, like, she's no longer... Of that royalty, like she has to live, like you know, like a a peasant. Like those are that's a that's something that a peasant would wear. So it's a it's interesting dichotomy for that character. It does like symbolizing essentially a fall from fall from grace. Uh, mm-hmm. And I I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by what I'm saying is that I did I I appreciated that it that it first and foremost I don't want an Azula. Uh, redemption arc. I've always been in that camp. I don't want... Some people can just be bad people until they die, and that's how life works. Uh, and she seems like she fits that trope. But it does It does keep you, like, teetering. Like, the one thing that probably kept me engaged the entire way as she's going through these different uh, iterations of this uh, spirit manifesting. Um, the one thing is you kind of keep waiting for it to to happen. Like, they've got me on the hook waiting to see if it will happen. Uh, I don't have much issue with that, and I, I, I'm assuming that the the reason that any comics in this universe, but especially this one now in the context of Avatar Studios having things in the works, is that it can't, you know, it basically can't, they can't do anything that would take away from whatever else they're doing on bigger, mm-hmm. right? So that's going to get worse as we get closer to these other bigger, hopefully somewhat more regular pieces of TV and movie <laughs> content i think yeah the next comics to come out there's the iroh in june comic i'm expecting that to be pretty bad though to be honest that sounds Um, just as soon as you describe the the 
title, you know, uh, not the title, but the subject, like what yeah. could they do that would be like, wow, that was amazing, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then I think they are doing, I feel like more knowledgeable of this, but I think they are doing a, um, like a Mako in, I'm sorry, like a Mako in Berlin comic. They're also doing a core comic. Uh, somewhere over that, yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of Avatar Studios, real quick, they've been taking a lot of L's lately. This is a pretty divergent, <laughs> divergent from this conversation. But Avatar Generations, the mobile game, is canceled. Uh, I say canceled, but it's cancel is not the right word because to me canceling something is ending something before it's released is being shut down terminated no that's okay, too no, rough terminated. Uh, that's too strong and, that's yeah. too strong yes yeah, anyway it's going away yeah. Which... yeah they fired some people in the in that who the game company who ran it fired a lot of people they had layoffs um but yeah they're Quitting Avatar Generations, which is sad because it's a you know Avatar thing. Uh, they did release that really great artwork. There's some great artwork they went with it. A lot of people enjoyed the game, but I heard it had you know a few issues and stuff like that. Uh, there's and just then, too much competition in that space. I'm sorry, Sean. No, there's yeah. just there's way too much competition in, in that space to make money with anything mm -hmm. short of with anything short of an amazing game. You know, there's there's too many options on mobile. Yeah. And then, you know, then we both know that the uh, Avatar video game isn't great. And I'm still waiting for that to, you know, I think I'll wait till 199. There's a digital game mill sale right now. It's like, ah, physical sale is certainly to follow. Certainly. Mm. Yeah, I gotta, get, I gotta at least get it physically. Just put it in the Avatar. I, I want to put one more tally in their sales chart. Yeah. I'll be that, but nineteen nine is is my spot for sure. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Uh, it's a it's a bit of a shame because Avatar game, Avatar universe, seems like it would just be a relatively easy like open ish world adventure, and it doesn't even have to be open world. If that's the deal breaker on cost and developing something quality, like it can be linear. Uh, I don't care. It just seems yeah. like it would be great atmosphere for a game but whatever it's fine um come back strong avatar studios on the game side or i gotta be honest or just don't develop your own games or don't like just i mean, just take a break for a minute yeah re recoup figure out what you really want to do the thing is again the legend of core game which they were heavily involved in was a good game i enjoy that game have you know have a nice little addition to the lore Gameplay was sound. The I think the I think it looked good. Like it looked great. It wasn't like some like Gen Five kind of deal, but no, it, it was fine. Like it was aesthetically appropriate. So was, like it didn't look good yeah. or bad, but you didn't notice. It just looked how it was supposed to look. It didn't look like a GameCube game. No, right. It looked like a PlayStation mm -hmm. Three game that yeah. also just happened to be available on the PlayStation Four. Mm -hmm. Which is fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a fine game, and I just it it it's not that we can't be happy with just that game, but it would be nice to have a slightly more adventurous in in gameplay tone in the uh, last Airbender portion of the universe. Uh, that's mm. all. But oh well, easier said than done. And hey, listen, maybe we'll play the new game mail game, and we'll be blown away. It'll defy our yeah. expectations. It's not going to, but maybe, sure. maybe it will. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of back to back to not disappointing because obviously enjoyed the comic, but like setting that expectation being important of what they can and cannot do. And I also, Chris, I don't know a lot about comics. I'm trying to self educate as we go right this instant, but like. That's the biggest difference between like having different iterations of Batman where you've got Batman in your own Batman universe and like that is the only that is the only iteration of that Batman universe. You can do what you want. Like your your the whole world is your oyster versus what we have here of Avatar Studios you know, dealing with their own comics and their yeah. own one canon universe. Uh 
there's yeah, there's one canon across comics, TV, multiple TV shows, and now film. There's one Avatar canon, and that's a little bit Star Warsy, little bit Star Warsy, for better and or worse. Um, Chris, any any final generic thoughts before we go through some specifics? Um, no. Awesome. All right, so I said, uh, I'll say that this is the part where at 20 minutes, Chris, when I'm doing my little timestamp, 20 minutes, is where we'll say spoilers. Spoilers from here on out. Um, in terms of very literally just discussing details, but also, again, it, I can't stress enough, you're not, you're not going to be heavily offended by hearing us talk about what goes on in here because there's no, there's no twist. There's no hook. There's no, Nothing you'll be like, oh man, I wish I'd have seen that in person for the first time. So, but spoilers, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, let's go, let's talk, let's chat. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna go first again. Um, I did love, uh, so like she's running through this forest and she gets to this, uh, she gets to this temple, the spirit temple. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes in, and that's like, it's just one of my favorite tropes, and it is a trope, but it is a good way to fit in side stories. Right is like you, you you're a little bit lost in in a forest or a wherever, and you wander into this random temple that happens to, in this case, be inhabited by a spirit. Uh, it's it's just a nice way that my brain is okay with um, what are you, initiating these side stories uh, that can still have bigger things happen, even if they can't have sort of larger real world consequences. So I'm totally okay with that. I like that whole thing the whole setup yeah it's a really good setup um it's yeah it's very easy to get indoctrinated into this world with this setup as a familiar one also it's this book i do think appropriately came out on halloween because this has yeah, kind of that terrifying. scary element too like oh bro, i'm lost in the middle of the woods i gotta go to this cabin this is a cabin in the woods yeah type of deal which great movie by the way one of my favorite movies actually of horror of the horror genre not all time everyone, everyone hyped that movie up and i watched it and i i, I didn't it, i didn't it like is it. because uh, it's it's creative to see that like what could be the origin of all horror movies essentially right? uh, and, okay. and i think we all and i said we i'm not like hardcore horror but the horror audience i think identified really hard with like hey that's a really creative way to explain every horror movie ever um, um, okay. Also, I really like the guy in there that plays the dad and stepbrothers. I forget his name, but anyway, he's like the boss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, Cabin in the Woods. It's a it is a good setup. It has a nice spooky theme to it. And um, again, I'm gonna go back to like I'm gonna go back to Christmas Carol, where it's not horror, but it's suspenseful, right? Uh, yeah. And, and again, putting that mirror up to yourself, and it sets that tone pretty early essentially azula azula starts trying to manipulate this nice old lady that's letting her stay in this cabin in the woods that can only be found by people who already know where it is and azula's like hey why keep the good bedroom to yourself you know <laughs> yeah. i thought that was kind of funny um azula doing that manipulates manipulative stuff like oh if you were so kind you would share you would give me that bedroom yeah i thought that was great um, so, well, that again is being in earlier in the comic that that was helping me get back into Azula mode uh, of thought mm-hmm. process. Um, so, in the first sort of major scene, I'm going to say you just immediately know that she's dreaming, right? She's dreaming of all of these people that she, like all of her family and stuff, on the uh, what's yeah. the name of the beach beach house? Yeah, uh, uh, I do want to set it up a little bit. Oh, so she was. Uh, so Azula, first of all, was. Trying to go burn down like Rice Dogs and Tylee Sopter. Zula has this group. I did. She's calling the Fire the Fire Warriors now. Huh? No, you're you're right. I basically skipped over the entire intro Uh, to the story. Shame on me. You skip over the first twenty cents out of seventy five pages. It's okay. Yeah, it's a big chunk. Shame on me. Maybe Um, that part wasn't as memorable to me. I was just like, this all set up for the next thing. You're right. It's just set up. The setup is Azula is still trying to cause trouble. 
She has a new group of people called the Fire Warriors, which I thought they were the Kimari Kage, which, side note, I'm mad at myself that I didn't, couldn't translate. I was like, oh, what does Kimari Kage mean? Like, Kage, I should know what Kage means from watching Naruto. Kage means shadow. And then Kimari means smoke. The comic book that, that they came out with is called Smoke and Shadow. And I was like, oh, that's why it's called Smoke and Shadow. But, and so in Naruto, Kages are the, like the leaders of each village. And, they're called, and the reason why they're called Kage is like, the, like, if you're the shadow of the village, you're the one that overwatches the village. And so there's like a, a different Kages for each village, which are named after like elements, I guess. Yeah, because there's a fire kage, because that's the hokage. Anyway, not important. The only important part is that Azula is a kage. If any Naruto fans are out there. Uh, anyway, let's go back to the book. She has this group of fire warriors. They, one of their people gets captured by Tylee's people. Her, they want to go back and save her, and Azula's like, no, she knew what she was getting into. We're not going to save her. Anyway, and then they leave in the morning to go save her, and Azula tries to track them down because she wants to get revenge on them for leaving her the same way that Ty Lee and, and May left her. Doesn't she's going to make them pay. Say, like, she's never going to let us leave, is she? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of horrifying in its own right. She's going to kill us. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, the panel that I love is... I love, I love this towel here of Azula. She's like jumping in midair with like lightning coming out of both hands. I love that panel. It's just like, I love lightning powers to begin with. Her just like going, like I can just hear the, like, but then Ty Lee handles her because Ty Lee's a VA also. Not um, to mention Ty Lee's still probably like peak Ty Lee training with Kyoshi Warriors where we're kind of getting maybe slightly, not out of practice, but you know, just not top form Azula. Hmm, yeah. Um, so then yeah, so then Azula gets lost in the woods, and that's how she ends up uh, in the woods, and in that creepy temple, and the old lady is like, oh hey take my bed, whatever, sure, anything to please you, and Azula starts having, like you said, those dreams and if I was that old lady, and her, Azula's like, if you're really that kind, I'd be like, I'm not. Get your ass on that mat over there. <laughs> nice enough to let you into my building. Yeah. That's where I draw the line. Like, like, what, what would Azula say? <laughs> what, right up to, oh, she, geez. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so this whole, what this book is, is that Azula, Azula's no longer how she was crazy. At least I don't think she is. She's not, like, hearing her mom and stuff like she was in The Search. In The Search, she was, like, full-blown schizophrenic. She really was. Uh, like, she showed... I'm not... I am not a trained psychologist. I am not any type of psychologist. But from what I hear, that is... Uh, and I've watched I've experienced friends having schizophrenia. Um, but that's how they act. They hear things that aren't there. Uh, and that's how she was in the search. She's no longer like that. And but yeah, she's a little more of herself. But also get your psychiatric uh, consultation officially from somebody else <laughs> other than us. Not that Chris yes. is wrong. That's not what I'm trying to say. Um but so my my point I think I was trying to make is that so Zula is no longer kind of suffering with a lot of that mental illness. She could still have some left over. Definitely she's been dealing with trauma her whole life. Um, but here, but this journey that she's going through is kind of her delusions of grandeur in the sense of the way she sees the world is not reality. And that is not... Uh, I don't know, I wouldn't describe it as a mental illness. I'll describe it as being narcissistic, um, if that's the right definition. <laughs> no, there again, or, not, also not a psychiatrist, but that sounds like the right thing to me. 
based on limited knowledge. Not a doubt. Not a doubt. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been watching, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and that's the thing that ends the whatever production company is on this. Not a doctor. Not a doctor. At the end of the every episode. Yeah. Um, so as part of that, one of these scenes, it's like everything is great, right? Like the first one, <laughs> Ozai says, like all, all these people are here. Some of them are dead, have been long dead. Like her, her grandfather Zulan is there. Her great grandfather Sozin is there, who has never been alive since she's been alive. Like these are people that's in her life or that she admires. Like, I guess she had a crush on that one guy. Maybe she secretly had a crush on that one guy because that's not Chan. That's a yes, different that's guy. It was like yeah. near Tai Lee. I think jealousy. Nameless. I'm gonna attribute that. Maybe. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, but all the people are here that I think she, in somewhat in a way, admire or are close to, and wants their admiration and ador admiration and adoration. Yes, um, like all of them are there. And it's, you know, they say loving things to her, and even her mom can't says, be, "I'm so proud be of you." Schlocky, loving things to her. Yeah. And, uh, and then on the other side of it, you know, she may another kind of may is like, this isn't real. Like, you think, like, none of this is actually true. And then Zula wakes up from that nightmare. And the lady, the innkeeper lady, is like, um, wait, you had a nightmare? <laughs> like, you were supposed to have, like, a good dream. Like, that's not, like, Azula's so effed up in the head that this. This is almost a, uh, I wouldn't say it's a nice spirit. It's not, I feel like it's related to the Fog of Lost Souls. In the sense that the Fog of Lost Souls wants to keep you there and like drain your life by putting you in a situation and in a mindset that is so hard to climb out of. Well, I was thinking like the Matrix, it's, where I was like, hey, you just stay in your little mental happy place and I'm going to eat your soul mm-hmm. or whatever. That's what I take yeah. it as. So. This one is like, hey, I'm giving you a chance to like give you this little win that you need, or give you a show you a world where you get exactly what you want, and that's gonna make you feel better and stuff. But for Azula, no, it's turned into a freaking nightmare. Yeah, terrifying. And so then the spirit's yeah. just like, get out, you know. <laughs> yes, which is interesting. Because uh, spirit, uh, the spirit's freaking weird. I don't, I don't know if the spirit. The old lady is a spirit, but I feel like there's two spirits here. Maybe more. There's the old lady, then there's the temple itself. Okay. Oh, I didn't think about that. I took it as that, you know, when I read it, and it's not because it's the right way, when I read it, I read it as one spirit, but I was having a hard time reading the spirit's Mm -hmm. tone in certain places. Like, their tone and intention wasn't resonating very well as I was reading it. So, eventually, I developed this notion, like, no, it's just a kind of a crazy, unpredictable evil spirit. Just a little chaotic, but uh, yeah. Well, I was... the temple itself is a spirit because I would explain like, "Hey, how come nobody else ever stumbled on this temple before, or talked about it before, or whatever?" Well, yeah, the only reason why I think that because the old lady at first was like, "You need to leave. You need to get out of here." <laughs> like as if she's warning her, like this temple is going to devour you. Like you need to get out of here. Oh, um, I think it is a later on. You messed. She does right. become. Like monstrous. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I took it the other way. Just like you, you messed with my game plan. I don't know what to do with you. Get out. But I kind of like what you said better. Yeah. Uh. You know. And then she kind of goes into a flashback, which just seems like a legit flashback in the temple, and not just a like a not just a fever dream, but an actual yes yeah. internal flashback. Yeah. So. Azula's first time firebending, she firebends this turtle duck. And this is weird. Like, this is the weirdest part of the book, and probably the flashpoint of Azula's life. <laughs> could be. Because in a child's head, anything could be a freaking flashpoint. So, Azula firebends for the first time. Her mother is like, oh, you firebended. She's not like overjoyed to have it, she's like, you firebended. And, and Ozai is like, she's firebending. 
Like, like he calls her a prodigy, this wonderful, and he picks her up gleefully. That was she weird. Turtle. I've never a turtle. <laughs> I've never seen that from Ozai before. Just that sheer happiness. It's a, it's a. The only time and it looks weird to me. The only time Ozai has ever looked this weird to me is in Aang's fever dream of him being like, "You overslept, sleepyhead." <laughs> so weird. And then my um, response to all this is just, uh, you are your father's daughter. And it's like, well, that's a nice way to mom, yeah. mom beat around the bush a little bit, you know? Yeah. And in a way, that is Azula. You know, Azula finally got some admiration from her father, some love, and it was because of her strength. And so she, throughout her life, um, valued that strength really more than anything. It's like uh, it's like laughing when your kid says a, a word, a bad word for the first time. You weren't expecting it. And so it catches you off guard, and then you laugh. And they do it again, because they're like, oh, that made Dad laugh. Hmm. And then, it's a really interesting panel here, where like reality shatters a little bit. Like, it splinters from what actually happened what she wished had happened because then her mom is like oh I am really proud of you and so and so like you have a fire being such a young age Zula's like wait that's not what happened my mother, my mother wasn't happy I was a firebender she was afraid and then she says so this is probably one of the most point poignant poignant dang it that sounds stupid trans- poignant yet there we go there we go because my mother wasn't happy I was a firebender. She was afraid. Afraid for me? Afraid of me? Wait, there's no question mark there. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Let me reread that. I was a. Af- she was afraid. Afraid for me. Afraid of me. Wasn't she? Question mark. So, like, Azula admitted, I think, for the first time that her mom wasn't afraid of her, but she was afraid for her. But then she had to, like, course correct to what Azula's reality is. Like, no, she was afraid of me, but she's still not even sure. Um, and then the spirit gets weird. And, like, <laughs> it starts climbing walls. This is, a, this is a freaky panel here. Like, her, her legs and arms are, like, the same. I don't know, it's weird. Her hands. But it's a good her weird. feet are hands. That's what's weird about it. Yep. Yeah. Took me a minute too. Because I was looking, it's like, why is this wrong? <laughs> um, and and at this point, uh, I think uh, is when I think to myself as a reader, like, oh, yeah, this is kind of Halloween horror stuff going on here, right? Because mm-hmm. up to this point, just like kind of creepy dreams and and messy mental flashback bits. It's like, oh, now there's an actual, there's an actual monster in the room that, that is, uh, imp- uh, what do you call it? Supposing violence upon Azula. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Ty Lee shows up, and that's weird, because you think for a second that it's actually Ty Lee, but she's so different to everything. I was like, this has to be a spirit. And it is. Um... And then the spirit is like weird, like talking to Azula and stuff. And then Azula sees her mom again. Um, oh, another interesting spot. Azula's really messed up in the brain. She always has been. Um, <laughs> like, Azula sees a vision of her mother. And, and, and she says, you chose Zuko over me. You saved him by hoping to poison Grandfather Zulon, and then you left. You abandoned me. You weren't there to protect me from Dad, so I became what he wanted, his deadly firebending weapon. I didn't have a choice. Which is a... There's you know, a little truth there, but there's, it's weird to say. Uh, and then Zuko continues, If you just let Dad kill Zuko... You could have stayed with me. You would have protected me from him. I wouldn't be this. That's effed up. 
<laughs> like, she blames her mother for not letting her son be killed so that she could stay with her. Yeah, there's, like, there's multiple levels, like, blaming mom for not letting Zuko be killed and, in turn, blaming then mother for the way that she turned out. It's a whole, first of all, it's a messed up accusation and, a, and, and then a zero accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would say this so. is the point. To me, this is the point where I, it feels like what I would say, what I would describe as sort of hints of redemption more than anything. Like your brain's already kind of going there as you're reading. But it's here as you like, that implies a certain amount of regret for the way that she is. And that kind of feels like the first yeah. step. So this is when your brain started like, oh, it's starting to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think things as you're reading this, you do think, oh, by the end, Ozula will come to the realization, like, maybe I was, maybe I am at fault for a lot of the bad things that happened in my life. And I, I'm kind of glad that they didn't do that in this comic book. Same. Because I don't think this is the right avenue to do that in. Not that a comic book can't be, but this very short page comic book isn't the right place to do it. So I'm kind of glad that by the end of it, she's just like, eh, F these people. <laughs> uh, just back to denial, right? She's still in her uh, metamorphosing stage. Um, now nah, she's probably pretty that, but... <laughs> I like how her... Oh, wait. Is it Tylee Spirit? Or just Tylee... Evil spirit thing. Does his neck roll thing? That is super creepy. Do you have the panel up by any chance? Oh, yeah. So it says, like, roll. <laughs> like an owl. So clearly she, yeah, so clearly she does this probably, you know, 200 degree neck turn. Anyway, and this, uh, Tiger Spirit goes on to say, like, you believe a lot of the nonsense. Like, how could you? believe that we were actually friends despite you threatening my life to force me to join your avatar hunt. Um, and Azula thinks like, Azula says, I gave you the chance to do something important instead of wasting your days performing for crowds of peasants. Like, what Azula considers to be important is way different than what's actually important. But she doesn't, still doesn't come to that realization. Um, and as he said earlier, it, it's not the right medium in this moment for that anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then she starts seeing more spirits. She sees the spirit of Zuko. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, the spirit of Zuko, like, asks her, like, will you ask for forgiveness? And nope. She's absent. That's um, like, if you, I'm never wrong, I'm Azula. And that's when your brain turns off that, oh, the the hope for redemption. That's when your brain's like, yeah, maybe <laughs> next time. Yeah. yeah. And, then Azula, and then Azula fights the spirit. And then the spirit turns into this giant monster. This actually would be a really, I think this could be a really great filler episode. Like, almost like, I know it's very much like the beach, because in the beach, Azula has that like that like my own mother thought I was a monster and stuff. Like she she starts getting to a little bit of the, her psyche and then she ends it with and she was right of course. And this is kind of the same thing. Just like all these people think this way of me and and think I'm this, but they're wrong. I'm right. I'm great. It's, it's very she's very delusional. Um, oh man. I'm sorry, go Sean. I was to say, as long as there's a good amount of separation, which there would be in between that episode and the beach, I don't know if I can have too much uh, Azula self-realization in in a short span of time. You know, gotta spread that stuff out. <laughs> the giant, the giant worm spirit says, "This temple is a crossroads for those who have followed the wrong path. It offers a second chance to choose for the better." <laughs> and then. Um, 
Azula pretty much. Oh, Azula says, I feel like this is like almost breaking the fourth wall to people who want her to have a redemption arc. She says, redemption and apologies are for the weak. I owe nothing. And I'm almost like, that's Azula. She, right she looked right <laughs> in the camera when she said it. Huh? I said she looked right in the camera when she said it. Yeah, like, honestly, looking looking at the page, she's looking straight at the viewer. <laughs> yeah, straight at the audience. Yeah, that's Deadpool uh, caliber breakage right there. That's nice. <laughs> um, and then she goes on to say, I am Azula, daughter of Ozai, the Phoenix King. I am the rightful fire lord, and I do not take kindly to meddling spirits. And then she, I love this panel. Yeah, great artwork. Like, oh, this yeah. is, like, very anime-esque. Like, yeah, hair yeah, flowing up some, because power surging. She's got some Dragon Ball hair going on there for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Chef, to me, that's Chef's kiss right there. Which makes me... I I think I'm... As I'm going over this, I think I like this comic book a lot more than I thought it would. There's, there's just a little bit... There's just a lot of good stuff in here, I think. And also, again, my expectations weren't that we were going to get some Azula Redemption arc. This is, like... This hits exactly what... I thought it would be. So you like this comic book because you like being right. And that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Vindicated. <laughs> you foolish people thought you were going to get redemption. That's the moral of this episode. There's not. Last <laughs> I don't you fools. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Azula, Azula, she doesn't kill the spirits. I think she does, uh, but the spirit gets away. I, um, I didn't interpret it. She, she defeats it. She definitely defeats the yeah. spirit. And then she ends up catching up to to uh, her fire warriors, but instead of like exacting vengeance on them, she just says like they're unworthy of her leadership, and she'll find new followers and a new place to rule. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ew. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a pretty thorough recap of, of the comic. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we basically read it. No, uh, I as far as uh, my limited comic experiences went, at least at, at the the worst I can say is that I was engaged the whole way. Uh, the best I can say is that like it's not not real high stakes. Wait. Mm-hmm. Maybe I needed that to reverse. The worst I can say is not real high stakes. Best I can say is I was happily engaged all the way. Yeah, I sorry, I had it backwards for yeah. some reason. Um, highlights, nice artwork, uh, nice, nice side story setting and setup. Low lights is just like every other comic that's going to come after this. Uh, in the universe, is there's going to be limitations on what they can do, and that's fine. Yeah. Until Frank Miller comes along and he's like, I want to do my own Avatar universe all in oh comics. Oh my gosh. I was just watching <laughs> I was just watching the animated movie Batman Year One. The comic book is one of my favorite comic books of all time. And it's a very gritty book. Like it's <laughs> I was I was literally watching this yesterday. Um and Frank Miller's the writer of Batman Year One. And uh, and, like things are just a little bit more dark, or just a little bit more grimy. Like there's a (laughs) there's this passage where uh, one thing, uh, there's a passage where like Commissioner Gordon is going to Wayne Manor to to interview Bruce Wayne because he thinks he could be Batman, and this is like early Batman time, and uh, and Bruce Wayne has hired, I believe, a hooker. To pretend to be a foreign and speak no language, and so when Commissioner Gordon comes over there, Bruce Wayne is like just in a robe with, with like no underwear on, and Commissioner Gordon is with his wife who's pregnant, and oh, Bruce Wayne is like like legs open and stuff, like oh hello there, like oh I didn't introduce you to. He's like oh you think I'm this Batman character? He's pretending to be like drunk and stuff. He's like oh I didn't introduce you to my friend here. She doesn't speak any language I know. Except one. <laughs> He's just being a total jerk, total womanizer. And uh, he's like, you think I could be this Batman fella, huh? And, uh, and he ends up 
And then, like, when... <laughs> and then they end up leaving. And the Commissioner Gordon's wife is like, he's an a-hole. Like, there's no way he could be like Batman. And Christian Gordon's like, I mean, person might go that far to really convince people that he's not Batman. And then when they're all gone, the girl is like, am I... <laughs> like, you guys are weird. You pay me money, and they just tell me to act and shut up and stuff. Like, this is not a good time. And then Batman, Bruce Wayne is like, it's the easiest five grand you ever made. Like, get out of here. <laughs> like, he hired her just to throw off Gordon. <laughs> so the mean side of Bruce Wayne. Get out of here, whore. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's probably too like, much. <laughs> what I'm saying is the, the easiest five grand you ever made. Sounded so, like, Mean and derogatory. Like, I could have made you do so much worse stuff. All you got to do is just sit there and pretend you didn't speak English. Yeah. Chris, uh, the Frank Miller avatar is the one where where, uh, Azula and Ozai act much sooner and they just kill a bunch of people. (laughs) Just less planning, just a whole lot more insta murder. That's going to be the whole. Uh, They probably would have painted Iroh in a worse picture. Because Commissioner Gordon in year one is like. Cheats on his wife. Cheats on his pregnant wife uh, with a co-worker. Um, he does something else that... No, that's pretty much it. That's what well, he does. That's really why, bad. Well, then that's why we would come around to... It would be a better It would be a better arc for Iroh, because we'd get to see more of the low Iroh before you get to the good Iroh. People can't accept the low Iroh. People, they can't. I'm tired of people hiving up. It'll, it'll Iroh, I got in some people. type of argument with someone. People. They're like... Oh, because Greg Baldwin said, give me your... Greg Baldwin, the the second voice of Avatar, said, give me your unpopular Avatar opinion. And I said, like, Toph is... One thing, oh my gosh, people. I said, Toph is overrated in her strength. Granted, she is the greatest earthbender ever. And people are like, dude, you're 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 underrating Toph. I just said she was the greatest earthbender ever. Ever, but people act like she can take on Magneto or something in the S Men universe, and people are still like, "Dude, why are you talking bad about talk?" I just said she was the greatest Earthbender, but people just think that you know. And then I told someone, and then I said like, "Well, then Iroh got sun killed," and and his purpose was like, "How do you figure out?" Something? I was like, "Well, his son pretty much answered what I told you before," and then uh, and then he was like. You got all that from like a character who barely showed up, and then I showed him like, and his and and Lieutenant's last words to Iron in the letter said, "To my dear father, I'll meet you after we win the war, your loyal son, Lieutenant." I'm like, that sounds like he admired his father a lot, That's and that he was very much nurture language. <laughs> I would call that. Yeah, he was very much trying to win this war. You know, this war that people die in, that Iroh is leading. Pretty big part. Like, yeah, gotta stop hyping up Iroh, man. Iroh's responsible for countless deaths and stuff. Also, you're doing a disservice to his arc. You want to be like, oh, Iroh's innocent and all this. But what's the point of the arc? This, this There's no arc, arc if he's... He always a good person. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Uh, anyway. Chris, thanks for walking us through the comic book. Looking forward to the next one. Also, I just feel like I gotta start hyping this now because it's like we, like Chris, applied for the booth at Comic Con or for the, pardon me, the panel, and we're just talking about prizes and stuff. And I'm getting hyped, so we will. Yeah, even though it's like five months from now, five, but, yeah, solid five. Oh, it's in March. March, so uh, less than five. Then. 17? Okay. Four and a half. Ugh. The year. But listen, it's a busy third of the year. So yeah. uh, we'll keep hyping that. Uh, up. But in the meantime. I'll, I'm going to show all the prizes we have, which I'll probably show some at the point. The Smoke and Shadow comic book that I got on sale. Everything I got for sale. Just got these bad boys. Nice. Oh, that looks great. These are great. This is like my favorite costume. These Kyoshi. Spirit World Pops got two of these because I was like, yeah, we'll probably two. Let's see, got a King Boomy Pop. 
as he should. Uh, a lot of McFarlane action figures. I also got for sale. Another one. Have three of these. This is like the finale uh, action figure set. Has Azula, Zuko, Ozai, and Aang. Got three of those. Uh, oh, and then I just got this Katara statue. Oh, that's awesome. This is great. That's yeah, great. great statue. And then... So Hobby Lobby had some Avatar stuff on sale. I decided I was going to keep one of these things, because I like it too much. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so there's this Avatar like, wooden kind of poster. Oh, I must have got this for five bucks. Because it was it's nine dollars. I got fifty percent off. So yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that looks great. Yeah. We got like well, maybe two years worth of prizes. Maybe not, I'll keep it. But this is one that I think I will keep. It's like a. It's oh, like a adorable. shadow box. Yeah. Kind well, of deal. Great. So this probably will not be a prize. I think I will just keep this to myself. But yeah, you know, it has like the. Yeah, you've seen his artwork before in the background, right? Uh, and and I don't, I don't know what it's called, but I know the art that you're referencing, the piece yeah. of art. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, I said you got like a whole yeah. whole treasure trove there. And then, and then Sean has a couple things also. So we got a lot of prizes. Uh, a couple figures, couple pops, nothing crazy, but stuff. Yeah. So, hey, yeah, keep your ears peeled. We'll keep hyping that up for the next four and a half months. <laughs> I say it's the busiest four and a half months. It'll go like it'll go like nothing. Honestly, it is. It November, is. December, January, and as you know, it's February, February is short. February is short. January isn't busy, but you're like reveling that you survived another holiday season. So, you know, you spend a lot of that time reveling. Mm. And, yeah, March will be here before you know it. Um, thanks for watching Avatar The Last Podcasters my name's Sean that's Chris Ford aka The Objective Geek uh, as always I'll put all the stuff down in the description but if you want to uh, leave us any kind of likes comments descriptions reviews whatever we, we appreciate Click all of that that like button right now just smash that like button hit the bell for notifications uh, what's the other thing bell, don't you What's the other things? When I started having my two, I was like, I don't know. This is too much. You. Just hit the. And you can't click the like button, Chris. You gotta smash it. You gotta click the. You smash it. You gotta click the hell out of that like button. I make fun of them, but I get it. No, I mean, it's. Especially if this is what you do to try to make any. Like. Chris, we've in retail, and we understand that you like. To survive in a space, like you, you gotta do what you gotta do. I get it, absolutely. Like I never tried to play the YouTube game, and honestly, sometimes I feel like, man, I should have tried a little harder. I could have did this different because there are some Avatar channels that are way newer than mine, and like they're doing great. And so I'm like, man, I would have just did this. And there's, a, there's admittedly a hint of jealousy there, but also I know that's normal that that's normal. I wouldn't have been able to, like, sustain even, like, a video a week. Yeah, those people, so are, that's, just... that's, their, that's their job, man. Uh, not that they don't all have another job or families or whatever, but, like, that is their, that's their focal point. That's where they think they're taking their future, you know? Uh, and that's great. Uh, good for them. And I'm never opposed to more good content, especially about stuff that I like. Um, I'd be really bad at playing the YouTube game. Uh, but I don't think that's for me, which is fine. I do like writing and editing videos. I miss. For my own artistic do, benefit yeah. or my own artistic uh, expression. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I don't yeah. care as much about once I'm done creating them, like, all right, I'll just put them out in the world and I'll forget about it, you know? <laughs> that's it. I miss finding, I, I do miss writing an essay. Like, all right, I have a point I want to make. I'm going to support it. Then, all right, I wrote the essay. Now I need to go record it. Uh, ooh, that's house bars. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
And then, all right, I gotta go get the right images. I want to put this clip right here, and then I go find the music that I want. I go search all these different free music places. Like, all right, no, not that one, not that one. Okay, I'm gonna do that one. Then I'm gonna cue it down here, and then cross over to this next one. Like, all that stuff was like really fun to do, and I haven't done that in years. But, but yeah, it was a really good way to get out that creative expression. Which now I get out my creative expression mostly with action figures, which is also great. I, I love doing that. I don't have a great medium right now, but I probably need to. I think that's important to have in your life. I should sit and, and uh, introspect on what that should be or what that is. But yeah, I always like that part. Mm-hmm. Like I said, once you get to like, as soon as it's up on YouTube, it's like, ugh, now I feel like I gotta share it. All right. I gotta, <laughs> I feel like I have to share it on social media. And I just like, ugh, I just, <laughs> can it just live out there? I don't know. But anyway, um, hey, next week we'll talk about the, I forget what the Netflix uh, thing Neat. is. There should be there should be an Avatar trailer for the Netflix show, so that'll be really interesting, and we'll have a lot to talk about that. Yeah, we'll do that next week. It'll be great. In the meantime, thanks for watching, and, and we will see you next time. Holy crap, it's 1019 already. That took way longer than I expected. That's okay. Very in-depth look at the comment. Very earnest, though. I like that. I just bought this fence.